Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Singing with me, everybody. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Drive Time live on the air, 1150 KKNW in the Northwest, uh, www.kknw, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, kknw1150.com on the internet around the world and streaming live on Facebook around the world. And a very good Saturday morning. It's the first day of spring where, uh, you know, usually the sun is shining and the boys are chirping and Ah, it's a beautiful day. Well, here in the Northwest, we have rain so far this morning, and it's kind of gray over here. Now, I haven't looked south because uh, I live in what they call a convergence zone. So you could have weather that's one way here and very different, like in downtown Seattle. So I don't know what we have down there. Nathan, why don't you uh, look out the window because you're at the, uh, the palatial KKNW studios in beautiful um, Bellevue and give me an idea of what it's a factoria, actually, I think. Um, uh, what's, uh, what's the weather like down there? Well, you're right. We are in the factoria area and actually looking across the 405 through Mercer Island, got a great view of the Seattle skyline, but that's just about as far as I can see. I don't see the Olympics right now. And as far as the clouds go, they are certainly gray. It's raining a little bit down here, not too heavily, but it almost gets that kind of sort of bluish gray tint that you get when the clouds are in darker in color. There we go. See, there you got Nathan, you know, looking out the window down there. So I guess we got the pretty much the same uh, thing going on up here, which again, as I said, because we have this kind of weird zone here, um, they call it the convergence zone. It, it differs. So, uh, and you know, it's funny because you say, ah, oh, you know, what are you talking about weather on a car show for? But, you know, for a lot of car people, it's, it, you know, there are a lot of people who don't take their cars out in the rain, which if you live in the Northwest is going to be an impediment to you, uh, you know, having a, having a car, I guess, because, you, you know, at some point it's always going to rain. But I know that when, well, the last um, nice, you know, car that I had that was a, a car that you would, you know, take to cars and coffees and things like that uh, would be at the Triple X Rupia. It was my 62 Corvette, which uh, I don't have anymore, but I still dearly love. And we'll get back into a Corvette at some time in the near future. Uh, but I would look at the, at the forecast. And if it was going to rain, um, I wouldn't say I would never take it out. But it certainly made me like, okay, are we gonna are we talking major, you know, thunderstorm, pouring rain here? Are we talking about a drizzle? You know, a drizzle, okay, a major thunderstorm. I'm going, ah, well, you know, I want to worry about getting water in the distributor cap and all kinds of things that go along with that. So uh, it did weigh into my decision a few times, but for the most part, I take the vet out. I mean, a car is built to be driven. If you can't take the car out and drive it, you know, sell it to somebody who will. But that's me. And you buy the car, you got a right to do what you want to do. So it'll be interesting to see because, you know, the first day of spring for car owners means that you're, you know, pulling it out of the garage, shining it up. You're uh, going to take it down to, as I said, uh, the cars and coffee, um, the, uh, you know, the triple X root beer, uh, Dick's over here on 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 um, 99, which is a popular place on a Friday or Saturday night to uh, to roll your car down to Edmonds to the waterfront, where there's always a bunch of nice cars hanging around down there. So there's a lot of cool uh, you know places to go, and of course, you know, with COVID uh, raging as it did last year, uh, a lot of that you know this was the you know, this was lockdown last year. So a lot of people didn't take their cars out. So there's like a year of kind of pent up, um, you know, energy around getting your car out and getting on the road and showing it off to people. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of the car shows were canceled last year. Uh, you know, the auto shows, uh, most of them were canceled. Uh, you know, the big, 
new car uh, shows were canceled because of uh, COVID. Uh, and they're still actually really tenuous. Uh, they say they're going to have the New York Auto Show and the Detroit Auto Show and all of the major auto shows within a certain amount of time starting in August. But uh, I'm still, I don't know, I wonder how that's going to be received. If you're going to see a lot of people heading out to these things, if people feel safe, it'll be uh, it's something that the uh, observers of this kind of thing we'll really be looking at. Uh, Mariners opening day is coming up. Uh, they're going to let 5,000 people in the ballpark. So I guess we'll see how that goes. And from there, uh, you know, it'll probably be, I think, pretty much if you don't count the riots and, uh, and protests, uh, you know, the biggest public gatherings that we've had uh, since March of last year. So we'll see how it goes and say a prayer that it, uh, it goes okay. And uh, we'll go from there. That's all you can really do. I'm going to uh, try to hit a couple of cars and coffees uh, this weekend. I know the one that I follow probably the closest is the Woodenville uh, Cars and Coffee. I'm going to try to get out there uh, this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow. And uh, it's actually, I think, in Bothell now. They're kind of switching back and forth. But both those communities kind of run into each other, but it'll be uh, fun to go out there and and uh, tool around a little bit, see what people are driving. I always love to go to these uh, car shows and, you know, kind of look at what uh, people are driving and what their, uh, you know, their, their, their pride and joy. And I was saying this on the Facebook Live uh, portion of the show before, uh, and I will repeat it. It is so good to see... Um, uh, you know, last night I was out at uh, out at Dick's, uh, grabbing a a root beer float, and it was great to see so many women involved in uh, this automotive um, sport. Uh, you know, uh, of owning classic cars or tuner cars, whatever you want to call them, and you know, going out there and and bringing them out, shining them up, and showing them off. And it's just, it's gratifying to see that and to see uh, people who, um, you know, take the sport and love the sport, love to drive and love to hang out with other people that drive and go places and do things together and, you know, show off your iron. And it's just really gratifying to see women uh, on an equal basis with men in these things now, because, uh, you know, as anybody will tell you, that has been around the sport and there are a lot of people who still feel uh, that way, unfortunately, that, uh, uh, you know, that women to do this, to, to get involved in this automotive sport um, are somehow uh, different than guys. And, and I, I don't know, uh, I, it's, it, it's always been a foolish notion to me and continues to be. You know, as I always said, don't get in a race with Shirley Muldowney, uh, you know, or Danica Patrick. And that's racing, but the premise is the same. So that's about as political as I'm going to get this morning. But it's just gratifying. It's good to see in springtime people with their cars out, people driving them around. Uh, you know, over here in Edmonds, uh, you know, where the uh, Esperance Media Studios are located, if you go down by the waterfront down on Sunset there, uh, you know, Friday or Saturday night, it's a parade of cool vehicles, uh, of really nice stuff. And it's gratifying to see. Uh, and, you know, I love looking at those old cars. And I really enjoy seeing young people driving those cars because it means that this, um, this hobby, this sport of collector cars, is going to survive, not just in a um, in a sense of collecting cars for profit, but in collecting cars that mean something to you. Now, I've, I've always uh, when I've bought collector cars, when I've when I've you know had a car that I've kept, I've always bought a car that means something to me. I've always had a car that has always uh, meant 
something in my life. My, uh, you know, my Corvettes uh, have always been linked to either, and I've told the story many times, a uh, 64 white Corvette, which was the first Corvette I ever sat in when I was a little kid owned by Pat Gallo, who was uh, a, a friend of my father's, worked for my dad at times as a mechanic. And uh, another guy, another car was a 55 Chevy that I've had several of uh, that was owned by a friend of Pat Gallo's that also worked for my dad at times as a mechanic. And when I was a kid, I sat in that car and I played in it for hours. And, it, it, you know, it was a prime uh, gray 55 Chevy. And, it, you know, it was, it was hot, you know, it was raised up in the front and, you know, had a Hearst floor on the floor. And, but I, I just remember, you know, those cars evoke such a good feeling in me. And I've had others, I mean, El Caminos, which I love and, and, different uh, other cars along the way which have meant something to me but that's how i buy uh, a car if i see a car but what i'm what i'm really grooving on right now what i really enjoy is, is seeing you know kids that are now getting their driver's licenses and maybe in their 20s and they got a little bit of coin and they're buying um a lot of the cars from the 80s the cars that we thought were junk uh from the 80s and 90s uh, that uh, all these cars will never be made as good as the 55 Chevy. Uh, but yet those cars are finding their way into the collector car uh, scene. Now, if you go to a triple X group, you're just as likely to see, uh, you know, an 80, I don't know, an 85 Pontiac. Uh, uh, I don't know if they want to sit, you know, Bonneville, let's say, which was the full size Pontiac was actually a pretty cool looking car at the time or a 95, uh, 6,000, uh, or, or Grand Prix as much as you are a 55 Chevy and they're, uh, affordable, attainable cars for a lot of people. So if you got one, get it out of the garage, take it out, meet some people, wear your mask, get vaccinated, do all of that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, it's great to see all of these people uh, out and doing their car shows again and talking about their cars and talking with each other and keeping this, uh, this, this thing about uh, uh, cars and car shows alive and well. And don't forget if you have one of those cars and you need a, one of those cool signboards for it, uh, my friend Drake Donovan at carshowlife.com who we've had on the show makes those beautiful storyboards for those things. And uh, uh, I'd be happy to make you one up. He's, you just look for him on Facebook. Uh, it does a great job at doing those, those storyboards for your pride and joy. All right. Um, spent a lot of time this week with the folks from Stellantis. No, it's not a country. It's not a lost continent. It's the new name for Dodge and Chrysler and Jeep and uh, um, Alfa Romeo and Fiat. And, you know, what was formerly FCA is now Stellantis. And you have a couple of the car brands from Europe folded in there. So hopefully we'll see some interesting product coming over uh, from them. But what we spent time talking about uh, this week uh, was the, uh, a couple of products, which uh, I find very interesting. The uh, first one was the uh, the Jeep Wrangler 4X, or 4xE, they call it 4XE, but it's 4xE, which is um, a, an electric, you know, an electric slash gas Jeep Wrangler that you can take off-road, will give you a, a ton of um, miles, 25, 35 miles off-road, uh, but allow you to uh, traverse through the woods without all the noise. And I, I'm very interested to see how many off-road people um, buy these and, uh, you know, go up into the different roads and off-road uh, up in the woods and use them. I think it's a great idea. And if it quiets down 
the uh, the huge noise factor and makes it enjoyable for everybody out there. Then what's wrong with that? Uh, it, you know, it's a heavy price ticket on them uh, so far, but it'll be interesting to see how they sell. At the other end of the spectrum, we had the Jeep Wrangler 392, which takes, uh, you know, Chrysler's um, motor, you know, a 392 heavy, you know, badass motor and sticks it in a little Jeep. And, uh, you know, it'll get you tree to tree in 2.1 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I can't wait to see the gas mileage figures on this thing because, you know, the Jeep Wranglers, if there's uh, one of the knocks on them, is that they don't get great gas mileage. And if you stuff a 392 into that thing, uh, you're probably going to have to own a gas station to make it work for you uh, because it's, it's going to be that kind of situation where, you know, you're just, you're watching the gas and it'll go boom. But it looks like an exciting ride. Uh, they've, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that, that Stellantis or FCA or Chrysler or whatever you want to call them has done is they've really built these cars uh, for fun. A lot of thought has gone into them. Uh, the suspensions and, uh, uh, you know, everything that they do on these cars, they're not just thrown together saying, let's just stuff a big motor in this little Jeep, which, you know, many people have done. I mean, that's a, you know, it's a popular thing to take a, a huge motor, you know, in the day it was a big Buick motor and drop it into one of those Jeeps and give you something that would, you know, kick a little four wheel butt. Well, now, if you have, you know, $80,000 lying around, you can just go out and buy one. And it's got a warranty and it's put together, uh, and I no knock against backyard mechanics, but it's put together where the brakes, you know, will stop it. <laughs> because as we all know, we've all, uh, you know, or many people have put motors in cars uh, that went, drove great. And we're fast as hell, but you know, the brakes are always like the afterthought. <laughs> and you know, you're sitting there stomping on a set of drum brakes in a 400 horsepower car, and it's laughing at you to brake pedal. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, Stellantis is doing uh, a great job as they have with other vehicles that they've done this with. Uh, I mean, I've driven a number of these vehicles and it's a whole package off the showroom floor with a warranty. So you're able to um, drive a vehicle that you feel reasonably safe about driving. You're not worried that the brakes going to hold up. Is the suspension going to hold up? Is this going to motor mounts going to break out of it? Um, you know, because you're experimenting with different things. These cars have all been engineered and uh, and 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 greatly so uh, by uh, Stellantis and, and done in a fashion uh, that brings balance and cohesion to the package. And if you're going to have a car that's going to do that type of speed, I think one of the things you want is is a package that you know is going to perform for you in all phases of the game, in all parts of automotive, you know, in, in, in steering and stopping, suspension, going fast. If there's one thing you want, it's it's that, um, that safety factor. Uh, because, you know, you can't tell, I can you know, you, I mean, how many people have, have, have you know, drop these motors in these uh, Jeeps and different off-road vehicles and just rack them up. So this gives you a fight chance. Again, you got to have some coin to do it. But, you know, it's nice to be able just to go in and turn the key. Uh, you also, uh, you know, there's a Jeep school that you can go to, uh, a, a thing where They'll teach you about off-road and different things like that, about uh, operating this vehicle in its most safe and effective manner. And, you know, doing things like climbing rocks and hill crawling and all of the things that 
that come along with this. So it's a, it's a fun package. Also, uh, Jeep has revived uh, the, um, the Wagoneer name. Um, how many of us uh, parents or ourselves had a, one of those Jeep Wagoneers uh, from the 60s that box like a thing that really was the original SUV. It really was kind of the original, um, you know, big station wagon uh, that had all wheel drive and you could get in that thing and drop it into low and go up to the cabin. If the cabin was off a fire road or something like that, uh, you know, my dad had one for snow plowing. Uh, you know, we rigged a, a snow plow up on the front of it. You could sit in that thing and you know, it, it would push snow out of the way and was, uh, and was a, a, a comfortable vehicle that you could take to a wedding or something like that too, and not have to crawl out of it like you, you know you did a CJ five. So they're bringing that back. It's a it's it's kind of a standalone. It's a Jeep, but they're not really calling it a Jeep. They're calling it a a, a Wagoneer and a, a, a Grand Wagoneer, and it's um. You know, it's going to be on the same footing as the Chevy uh, Suburban, uh, the, you know, the big GMCs, the Ford um, Explorer, you know, the big um, vehicles uh, that, uh, you know, that we see on the road. We always look at and go, does a person really need a vehicle that big? Well, some people do. Some people haul big things. Some people, um, you know, have big families. And they do need a vehicle that big. So, you know, when you go, we honor, they really need a vehicle that big because you see one guy driving a, you know, uh, a Suburban down the street. Well, they wouldn't make them if they weren't selling them. And they are selling them. And the Grand Wagoneer, the ones that uh, we looked at this week from um, Stellantis or Jeep were incredibly large <laughs> and incredibly luxurious. I mean, this is a luxury vehicle. It should be, it's going to, you know, if, if, if you go soup to nuts on this thing, you're going to tip a hundred thousand dollars. Isn't it crazy to say you're going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for Jeep? It's, it, you know, it stops me in my tracks. But you go out to buy a pickup truck these days and you spend an 80, 75. And we'll talk about pickup trucks a little bit later in the show. Uh, our um, drive time road test this week is the Chevy Trail Boss, which uh, I found to be one of the more engaging pickup trucks that I've driven uh, in a while and enjoyed it very, very much. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Coming up in the show as well, we got the cartoon for you. And when we come back, Nathan will ask me that magical question that he does every week. And we also will announce the premiere of Nathan on Drive Time TV. Yes, Nathan is, is um, the video is ready to go. And uh, Nathan is uh, is truly the star of uh, of the video. We'll talk to him about that and get... Uh, uh, you know, if anyone are driving this week and all of that stuff coming up, it's a Saturday morning. It's the first day of spring. Oh, I feel so romantic today. Oh, yes, it's Drive Time Radio here on uh, 1150 KKNW. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. Worry about winter? What for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now, winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair, we care about you, about your car.
miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. We're back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. We thank you for coming along. Don't forget you can keep in touch with us. Matter of fact, you can find our podcast uh, Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny, uh, so aptly named, at um, Apple and Stitcher. You can go to the website, uh, or you can also check out our Facebook page at Drive Time Radio and TV. Um, and uh, you can also find me at NY Vinny Ricci on Facebook. And uh, we do a lot of our stuff there. And I will announce, as I did uh, last week and a week before, that if you have a business that's automotive related and you are recovering from uh, the pandemic and you've had a tough time, I will offer your business. We will uh, pick a couple of businesses out and give you uh, a, a month of free ads on the, uh, on, a, on the show and in our social media. We will, uh, you know, try to help you get your business. I know a lot of people have been hurt, and I know this isn't going to, you know, make a a, a a lot of difference for a lot of people. But if you have an automotive repair business, a detail shop, an auto parts uh, place, something like that, uh, you know, that has suffered through the pandemic, we want to help you. We want to do what we can to reach out and to help you uh, and help people in our automotive community. And so if you have that, uh, if, if you're in that situation, uh, send me a, uh, an email at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. Or you can also, if you'd like, uh, go to our Facebook page and you can contact me through there and let us know a little about your business. And our uh, committee will take a look at your, uh, your business. And if we have the space available and if, uh, you qualify, we'll, uh, we'll give you a couple of ads to show and hopefully get some people to uh, know about your business. As I said, it must be a legitimate licensed business. Uh, I, I like to help out backyard mechanics and things like that, uh, but it, it has to be, you know, this has to be a, a, a regular licensed uh, business that, uh, you know, is functional or just getting back started from the pandemic, or that you're just starting, uh, or that you feel that you need uh, the advertising to help you along. And we certainly like to reach out and help you. All right, Nathan, do you have a magical question that you'd like to ask? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Why, Nathan, I'm glad you asked. I, I, I'm shocked, surprised uh, that, you asked. What, uh, that you asked. What am I driving this week, Nathan? I am driving the uh, all-new 2021 Mustang Mach-E. Yes, all-electric and cool, very cool. I'm really enjoying, you know, I was I was set to go in this with this kind of, it's not a Mustang. It's not a true Mustang. You know, and I was around for when they introduced the first Mustang in 1964 and a half. And I remember that car. And I remember how it really launched. You know, the GTO was around before it is really the first muscle car. But um, the Mustang really put the pony car, the muscle car, into the mainstream of American life. And that car... Uh, with the short deck and the long hood, and it was small. It was for, really it was a Ford Falcon uh, that was, you know, reconfigured uh, to put out there because America wanted something that was more than just a little sporty, uh, a, a little uh, you know, four door Plymouth Valiant that was kind of small and nondescript and really got lost in the sauce. The Mustang when it came out certainly did not get lost. Uh, if, especially if you bought one with a, you know, a V8 in it and a stick shift, that car flew. And it was stylish. It was like something that the people hadn't really seen before, and they loved it. They bought them in crazy numbers. Well, with the Mach-E, 
you have kind of a similar situation. Now, again, there are those Mustang people who will never accept this car because to them, a Mustang is a two-door muscle car uh, that, um, you know, that, that has this special place in automotive history. And uh, the question is, is Ford just trading on that popular popularity to get people to look at and buy this car or uh, creating a controversy around it uh, because it's an SUV. Well, uh, let's address a couple of the questions. Let, let's first of all, let you take a look at it. Uh, that is the, uh, that's the one I'm driving uh, shot down by the Edmonds waterfront. And as you can see, it has, uh, it's certainly more of a four door coupe uh, than it is an SUV. It does have all wheel drive. And it flies. I mean, you, you know, the electric motor in this thing, or motors, and the uh, 68 kilowatt hour battery, uh, you know, uh, with electric, there's no, the, you know, the gears aren't, it's direct, man. It's just like you hit the switch and it goes. And that's it, that's all. And that feeling is... Honestly, a little strange. I haven't had a chance to do the zero to 60s with it yet or anything like that. I would think, though, that this thing, uh, zero to 60, is probably going to come down in the, in a the three-second range. It flies when you're getting on the freeway. It, uh, you know, it, it moves. It is also very stylish and very roomy in the interior. As you take a look at them, we'll show you that picture of the of the inside. It um, well, that's that's it plugging in. That's the interior. Yeah, uh, that's um, uh, you know, again, is it a Mustang? Yeah, they put a Mustang brand on it. Uh, that's the inside. I mean, the only thing that's kind of weird is that uh, <laughs> that center stack there, which controls everything in the car except for the headlights and wipers <clears throat> and directional signals um, does just about everything. And it is, uh, it's, a, it's a true total information center uh, from radio to internet to, to everything. It's all in that, uh, in that, I, I mean, I, I call it an iPad because that's really what it reminds me of. And you control it all from there. And it's a complete information center. And as you can see on the left, uh, on the dashboard that's right in front of you, you have indicators how many miles you have left, how much percentage of battery you have left, and you know a ton of other things uh, that uh, you know driver information that you need to have in front of you. Uh, the car is comfortable. It has an interesting. It has one foot driving, one pedal driving, which is kind of cool. You uh, it. When you step on the gas, it goes. When you take your foot off the gas, it stops. I've never driven a car that does that before. It's kind of creepy, to be honest with you, when you first do it. And you can switch it off. I mean, you, there's obviously a little button in it. You can, a little toggle, you can toggle the thing off. But it's really interesting to, um, you know, to, to, to use that, that uh, method of driving this car and after my second or third day in the car, I started to wonder, well, why didn't they, why haven't they used this before? And I guess the reality is, you know, we're driving a computer. <laughs> I mean, this is a computer with four wheels. It's it's a laptop uh, that's uh, that should be called an asphalt top because it is all computer and battery. And you have the screen right there in front of you. I'm sure that future models will have bigger screens and certainly autonomous and all of that stuff. But the bottom line in this Mustang is, is you get in it and it's fun to drive. It has three modes. You switch it into the unbridled mode because nobody names modes anymore. You know, sport, and eco, and it's now it's unbridled or, you know, Tesla started that. Um, and I think we're now going to see that as we have to have these buzzwords for what mode 
you want to drive in. But this one has unbridled, and it's um, it's quick. It's a very, very quick car. And it really, um, it grabs you by the seat of the pants. Now, the one thing that's missing is the thing that I talk about a lot. And this is, you know, again, at the point of controversy. There's no, you know, there's not that, that, that vibration, that feeling that you get in the seat of your pants when you're revving an internal combustion engine. You don't get that, that sensory um, feeling, that, that sense uh, of macho, uh, if that's what you want to call it, in this car. Doesn't happen. Uh, it's like hitting a switch. Boom, you hit the switch, and it loads up with power and goes and takes off right away. And it takes off with a plum. It moves. It's quick. It throws you back into the seat. And that's what a muscle car is supposed to do, right? I mean, if we are going to move to this model of of green in the country and in the world, this model of we're trying to create less greenhouse gases, we're trying to um, use less of our Earth's natural resources. And I know there's going to be the argument about the batteries and the cobalt and the this and the that. Um, and that remains to be seen. Uh, better minds than mine are going to have to figure this out. But I know what I sit in in this car is an alternative to the big engine, an alternative to the smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe, uh, an alternative to the, um, the pollution that is caused when you make a fossil fueled car. And not that this isn't fossil fuel because yes, the electricity comes, but this is a, um, this is a, 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 a fossil fueled, uh, you know, less fossil fueled car is what I was trying to say. Sorry, I get distracted there for a second. I forgot to shut my phone off. Um, so we can argue about the batteries, but it has, everything you need to feel good about going fast. And I can't wait to get this thing uh, off-road to a place where I can, you know, crank it up a little bit and see what it's got. Um, so it's, uh, and it, the only problem with this car is not the car. It's the infrastructure of charging the car, which I have to hope is going to get better. Uh, now, here you see the car. I got it plugged into my house. It, um, it, it, it takes, if you're not using the Ford charger uh, that you can buy and put install in your garage, a quick charger, it takes a while to load up on. Uh, I think it takes about uh, eight hours, uh, eight or nine hours to fully charge it at the 110. Now, if you use a 220, and again, I'm saying, you know, if you buy one of these cars, you're going to buy the charge. You're going to put it in your garage overnight. You're going to, you know. Um, what I found myself doing uh, a couple of times with this car is waiting online a la 1974 to get to a charger so that it would, um, I could to give it, a, uh, you know, enough of a charge to put 40 or 50 more miles back on it so I could continue a trip. And uh, now there are a lot of places that you can charge for free. I charge for free in a Walgreens parking lot. I charge for free over in Ballard. I charge for free over here at the Swedish hospital has two charges. Uh, But you can see that where, and you can also, uh, there's a couple of different, charge point and companies that are uh, installing charges probably as we speak and where you can get your, your, you know, the car charged up and you can get a charge, a DC charge, direct current, which is, will get you in the, you know, we'll get you a quicker charge. So that's a problem 
that's going to have to be resolved. And I believe it's on the way to being resolved so that, you know, in future, you'll probably pull up at a gas station and there'll be a high test, you know, a regular, uh, uh, a high test and an electric charger. Uh, there already is one at the Union Station on um, James Street over on Pill Hill. There's, you know, the gas station is there. And then off to the side is a charging station. So you can go over there, you can charge it up. And but a lot of places are offering free charging as an incentive to drive one of these cars. So um, I'm looking forward to really previewing this thing and really taking it on a road trip and uh, and reporting back to you. But the early prognosis on this car, the early diagnosis, I should say, is um, that it is fun to drive, that it is uh, it, it, it rings true to the mission of the Mustang, which is a small, long hood, short decked, uh, two by two, that you could squeeze a, a, a fifth one in the back if you wanted to. Um, fun car. That's what the mission of the Mustang was. And that's what this Mustang brings to the table. So that's the, uh, that's the, uh, Yovini. What are you driving this week? Uh, portion of our show. And I know it's a little long winded on it, but I think on these electric cars, we have to spend time, a little time talking about it because there are so many people that are, are still, um, not aware of, of what you can do with these cars and what the drawbacks are, uh, which are becoming less and what the excitement is about these cars. By the way, uh, this car retails for $51,000 and you get a $7,500 tax credit. If you buy one before the tax credits, um, expire. So you're saving 7,500 uh, as a tax credit right there. Uh, and I expect that uh, under the present administration, those tax credits are even going to become more, there's going to be more encouragement uh, by the government for you to drive an electric car. So that's our, uh, yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Uh, Nathan, thank you for that. Nathan, by the way, if you want to meet Nathan, um, later this morning, we'll put the video up on our Facebook page, but we have the, um, the farewell to the Mazda 3 video uh, that uh, I've been working on and just have been too busy to finish, but it's finished and it goes up. And uh, Nathan, you have a prominent part in that video. Oh, boy. I get to be in the yeah. credits. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. If I, you know what? I, I don't do credits, so I didn't really put you in the credits, but I do, you know, I mean, I do put Nathan, the producer, in the titles if that's, if that's, is that okay? <laughs> that's fine. Okay, I just want to make sure I don't want to, the uh, last thing I want to do is get you mad, you know, because you run the show, and if your fingers slip on something, uh, I might be able to look uh, uh, more of an idiot than I really am, so I don't want to, I don't want to get you mad, but uh, you do a nice job, uh, Nathan and I met at the, uh, in rent at the Walmart, and we took the Mazda 3 out on the road, Nathan drove it, and Nathan has 2017, right? 2017. Uh, Yep. 2017 Mazda 3. And I got his thoughts on the similarities. We did the review as well. Uh, it was last week and talked about the car. But I wanted to capture the moment on video. So you can, uh, the Nathan, the producer fan club, uh, can now go to our Facebook page a little later today. And you will find Nathan's uh, picture. Uh, not only his picture, but you can hear his voice. You can see his face. And see what a wonderful driver he is uh, on I-5. Oh, they still see half of my face. Well, what half would they see? Oh, the one I got. We were wearing masks on the drive, of course. So they would see half of my face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were wearing masks. Okay. So they see, they see half of your face. If you send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, we'll send you a picture of Nathan's full face. Okay. This way you can get the whole, the whole look. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do, um, we, uh, boy, we're running quick. Uh, I'm, I'm a little long winded this morning. So let's do our cartoon of the week. Uh, Gecko's Garage is a British uh, production for children. 
uh, that melds uh, children's songs and uh, car topics into uh, an entertaining cartoon-like kind of Thomas the Tank Engine kind of deal for kids. And of course, uh, they have a song, our actual second song that we've played on the show about electric cars. Here is uh, Gecko's Garage with Electric Car. There you go. How's that? A little kid's song about electric cars. EV. I guess if I if Wilson Pickett were still alive, you'd have to do a new Mustang Sally, right? <clears throat> I'm a... No, maybe not. I don't know. All right, quick break here. We come back with our uh, road test as we take a ride in Chevy uh, Trail Boss. Don't you go any places. Drive Time Radio. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. I'm back with you on Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. You can always get us at uh, our Facebook page, which is Drive Time Radio and TV. You can also hit us up uh, by email at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. And by the way, last weekend, I didn't do something that I was supposed to do. And Nathan, you know how I am about this kind of stuff. I try to do things, but yet, I get, uh, you know, a little shingata sometimes, a little crazy, and I forget. So I want to wish, even though it's a week late, I want to wish my lovely sister, Marianne, a happy birthday. She has been such a great supporter of this show and um, and of me and is uh, just uh, the best sister you could ever ask for uh, among all of my sisters, or actually all of them are the best sisters you could ever ask for. Uh, but Marianne really, um, you know, she's, uh, it was her birthday last week and, uh, she took a few days off and still listened to the show and made sure she mentioned it. I forgot to wish her a happy birthday. So Marianne, happy birthday to you. Uh, love you. And listen, uh, there's many people that say this kiddingly, uh, or superlatively, uh, I would not be alive without Marianne. She literally saved my life. All right, time now for the road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah, putting another car or truck through its paces. This week, we take a look at one of my favorites of the year. You know, I, I, sometimes you uh, you drive a car uh, or a truck, and you just, you dig it. You know, you don't want to get out of it. Uh, you want to, it, it becomes like, uh, it, again, we have the award every year of the uh, ten top 10 cars I did not want to give back. And this particular Chevy Silverado model will make it into that, uh, into that category uh, this year, into that competition. It'll be one of the finalists uh, because it is not the $85,000 Chevy Silverado. It harkens back to um, many years ago, I bought a brand new Silverado from Chevrolet. This was 1976. And it was a short bed uh, Chevy truck with a big motor and a manual transmission and suspension done up in it uh, that was three quarter ton suspension and a half ton truck. And I love this truck because it, it really had kind of the bare essentials in it. 
It didn't have, it, it was a Silverado, but which was the top trim level at the time. But yet the only thing the Silverado gave you was a nicer face plate on the dash, some door handle, a uh, door panel, appliques, uh, and, and a few things like that, and a nicer seat. And we spend a lot of time in those trucks. So uh, we wanted them to be comfortable uh, for the drivers, but uh, rolling off the, uh, the showroom floor was at thirty six hundred bucks with tax and license, and yeah, it was nineteen seventy six. Well, the two thousand twenty one Silverado Trailblazer, uh, excuse me, uh, Trail Boss, kind of harkens back to that truck. Not that it's stripped down; it's just equipped right. Chevy needs something to compete with the Toyota Tacoma which in pickup trucks is the truck that so many people buy when they want to do off-road stuff. It has great towing capacity. It, um, you know, it'll crawl over anything. Uh, people love the Toyota Tacoma. It's not as big as, uh, you know, as, as some of the big, you know, like the Tundra and the floor, you know, it's, it's smaller and it'll get you more places in and out of more places, well-engineered, all of that. Well, the Chevy Silverado Trail Boss uh, is an answer to that. Now, granted, it's still a big truck. It's a full-size Chevy Silverado, but it comes with the basics. It's a cloth interior. Uh, There's only one or two um, uh, USB plugs in it. It's not all done up in luxury trim. Um, They've sunk the money into the engine uh, the 6.2 liter um, engine just uh, just cranks. You know, it's that uh, Corvette engine. It has um, all of the, uh, the Z71 package, which is Chevy's off-road package. They raised it up two more inches off the ground. It's got a, a side step so you can get into it. They line the bed, and that's about it. And they roll it off the showroom floor at about seven, uh, excuse me, about the $59,000, which for a truck of this magnitude, a truck that can do what this truck does is I think a great buy. One of the best buys out there in trucks. It's a lot of fun. It goes off-road. I took it up north of Darrington off-road. And it went everywhere. And as I said, $59,000 sticker price. If you're in the market for something that runs off-road, still gives you um, all of the stuff you want with a truck without all of the stuff that you might not want with a truck and cloth seats that you don't get mad at your kids if they spill ice cream on, the Chevy Trailblazer, uh, Trail Boss, I should say, is for you. That's drive time. We'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good one.